previously on Worlds Away. After months of anticipation, we are just moments away from learning the four names that could change the course of humanity's future. I will be playing Mara Belova, and she is the intellect. My character's name is Leela Malik, and she is the mystic. I'll be playing Arno Hines, and he is uh, the warhorse. My character's name is Nasir Baydak, and we're going to be a custom playbook called The Icon. We've done so much for The Verge. We're still doing so much for them. You'd think they'd understand that, right? We have certainly uh, sacrificed a lot for The Verge, um, but you know, people feel a lot of different ways about a lot of different things. With the birth of the Republic, we saw the incredible things that humanity can achieve. In just a few decades, we discovered Lustra, our key to the stars. I stop and I look back when I hear the sounds. We see a picture of your face uh, appear in the kind of sidebar. Uh, and at the bottom of the screen, in the sort of lower third, you see that the text changes to say, Nasir Badak, political icon after family killed on Aventine, will return to the verge. We are opening test fields all over North Africa. And this is the... You did not have to recommend me for this. It seems unnecessary. Look, Mara, this mission, this is going to be a huge opportunity for us. New projects, new contracts, new research, things we can't even imagine now. Isn't that worth it? It's, it's not like I'll be working on cases you've assigned me, Mickey. It's, it's going to be different. Different for sure, but I think it's a step that you're ready for. You'd agree, right? I'm ready. Lieutenant, are you familiar with the name Morris Shaw? No. You then see him sitting down at a bench, and in the next few shots, he reaches down and grabs something under his seat, and then he's sticking his hand inside his coat pocket. What you're about to hear is possibly the most classified piece of information on this planet. Without Lustra from the Verge, and with resources in our own system rapidly depleting, if we're unable to stop these anomalies, interstellar travel will eventually become impossible. Just three days ago, Dr. Sen and their team began detecting another of these anomalies in the Verge. This one from the Consus system. The true mission of the Minerva Project is to find out why and to stop it. so fully unprepared for this let's do it oh yeah all right well we're gonna jump right in with that note so welcome to world's way um an actual play storytelling podcast 
I'm your game master, John Ossip, and with me today is Haley Daria. Hello. Uh, Lauren Wilbanks. Hello. Michael Morales. Hi. And Moshitara. Hey, everybody. Awesome. All right. Well, we are back for episode two of Convergence, so we're going to jump right into this. But before we pick up where our adventure left off, I think we're going to have to start off uh, with a flashback. So we see a large ship resting on a concrete landing pad, dust still being blown into the air by the jets on the ship's undercarriage. As the jets wind down, the sounds of nature start to return. And while this has the same almost symphonic sound that the wilds do on Earth, if you really focus, you realize that this orchestra is made of very different instruments. At this point, we see the back of the ship open up and a line of weary travelers begins to walk down to the ground, some of them glancing up at the twin suns high in the midday sky. So, Mo, I want to ask you, what does Nasir look like on the first day he arrived on Aventine? Uh, so, Nasir is is a very different Nasir. He is very young. Uh, he's about 23. He's completely clean-shaven. Uh, I think his hair... Uh, is down not quite to his shoulders, but he's in that phase okay. of like growing it out for the first time. He is all smiles. Uh, he's adjusting uh, to the Aventine gravity, which is a little more than Earth gravity, especially after two weeks uh, on a ship in uh, across space, which has like where we have artificial gravity. It's like sl- I think it's slightly less, uh, or probably like you know like maybe point eight Earth gravity or whatever. So this is like he's like feeling it. As he's got wobbly knees as he goes down the ramp. Uh, his hands aren't dyed yet. He's just, just like a very, very like green Nazir. Yeah. I. So uh, as you. Yeah, go ahead. I was just going to say, I like the fact that you were like, he's very young. And I was like, 10? And then you were like, 23. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yep. That's, um, a, that's very young. We are old. <laughs> Lauren's in her 20s. I just want to put that out there. Yeah, shout out to Lauren. Have one gasping year yeah. left <laughs> before the grave. So as you walk forward off the ramp and onto the ground, to the right you see a group of four people um, who are moving a set of small crates onto the back of a truck. Um, one of them, uh, a woman with light brown skin and short hair, um, looks over her shoulder at you um, and the others getting off the ship. And then she starts talking to the others in the group, but kind of loud enough for you to hear. Um, And she says, I didn't think it could get any sadder after the last bunch. How long do you think these are going to last? Six weeks? Eight? Um, And and then another member of the group, a kind of large built man with tan skin and a bald head, kind of makes a show of looking at you and crosses his arms. And he says, no, four. At that point, the rest of the group there kind of starts to snicker. But then you see one of them look up from the box that he was loading onto the truck um, and turn back to face you. Um, And at this point, Mo, do you want to describe Mateo for us? Yeah. uh, So Mateo is tall, uh, muscular, um, sort of lithe man, sort of at the same time. He's, 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 I guess, like cut would be the word that I would use. Uh, He's also clean shaven. He's got like windswept brown hair. Uh, hair that's like sort of perfect, you know, like the like it looks very soft. Um, he is uh, he's got a 
like tan skin, broad shoulders. Uh, and he's like wearing, I think like a gray tank top and like, uh, like a space workman's uniform. But the okay. uniform is like sort of the top half of the jumpsuit uniform is like undone and like at his tied at his waist. Uh, and he's like got on like the cargo pants half still. And and he's hot. That's important to know. Uh, absolutely- he's actually I wanted I wanted on record. He is the second hottest character we've introduced so far. <laughs> after after Arno, I don't have to say it. Yeah, Arno, after Arno. yeah. Um, yeah. So when Mateo looked up. Um, he had a kind of grin on his face, like left over from sort of starting to laugh along with his friends, kind of at, like without even thinking about it. But as his eyes cross the tarmac and lock with yours, you see his face kind of start to slacken like someone deep in thought. And at that moment, what do we see on Nasir's face? Uh, Nasir has like a shit eating grin on his face. Uh, it's like eyes full of wonder. Uh, this, it's not like a cocky grin or like the sly smile that like we see on Nasir now. This is childlike wonder. This is joy, uh, you know, just that he can like hardly contain. And then he vomits. <laughs> oh, <man>. <laughs> also, my reaction to hot men. Romance is in the air and on the floor (laughs) and on your shoes a little bit. (laughs) So I think we, at that point, cut away and we kind of see an abrupt cut in the background of showing Nasir. And now we see you, Nasir, sitting with the rest of the crew of the Minerva Project. And it has been more than three weeks since your briefing with President Lee. And the four of you have now arrived in The Verge. How does Nasir look now? Nasir has got a focused look on his face. His face is rock solid, stoic. His eyes are uh, sort of boring into the distance, like unfocused, not really looking at anything in particular, but just focused on something that that is far off. Uh, So the the four of you traveled to the Verge on the RSV Phaethon, which is the same ship that you're currently on now. The Phaethon is a sparsely furnished transport designed for hauling mid-level bureaucrats back and forth from Ascension Station. But in your case, the ship was almost entirely empty, save for you four, the Phaethon's flight crew, and Sasha Green, assistant director of the Minerva Project. Assistant Director Green is in her early 40s, but looks young for her age, even accounting for the medical breakthroughs of the 23rd century. She has deep, almost midnight skin, round, rimless glasses, and a sharp upper lip that's hard to interpret in any way other than judgmental. For the past three weeks, Assistant Director Green was responsible for your training. She was tough, borderline vindictive. But in the moments she thought you weren't looking... You could see in her face that this woman, seemingly made of steel, there was something out there that had her worried. Outside of the Phaethon, we see the near-endless forests of Consus IV, one of the more recently colonized planets in the Verge. And rising out of the Sea of Green, you see a flock of creatures with long, swept-back, leathery wings climbing up to meet the contrails extending from behind your ship. Uh, so, Leela, I want to start with you now. 
uh, how do you react to seeing The Verge for the first time? So I think Leela is trying to play it cool. That's very much her style, but she is paying close attention to, you know, has found herself a, a situated spot near the uh, the windows and is kind of, you know, looking, um, but, you know, trying to, to look a little uninterested and maybe, you know, keeps turning back. Um, but she's definitely paying attention. Yeah. Uh, Mara, what about you? Yeah, I um, as they're flying over, do these are there any obvious markers that, wow, this is just a different planet? Do you mean about the creatures or about like what you're seeing outside the window? Uh, well, are there creatures she's seeing? I mean, oh, I was yeah, imagining yeah. all we could really see were forests, but... Oh, no, no. So outside the window, you saw this flock of creatures with these long, swept-back, leathery wings uh, kind of rise up to to follow the ship. Oh. Uh, yeah, she's definitely looking at that. Yeah. Uh, but I think, I think she would be, like, very focused on what the foliage looks like in comparison to Earth. Yeah, yeah. I think from this height where you're at, you know, it doesn't look all that different. But I think just the kind of like uniformity and the density of what you're seeing in this kind of like tree cover, it like almost looks like a carpet. Um, mm-hmm. And and that is something that you've not seen anywhere on Earth. Yeah. But these creatures are clearly alien that you're seeing out the window. Yeah. Like These don't look like anything on Earth. Yeah. So. I think she's just marking kind of... Um, She's trying to associate what she's seeing, seeing um, in the the greenery and the foliage to what she's seen on Earth, and mentally marking like uh, what the Earth like homologue with a, a similar tree or a similar type of tree or cluster um, you might see on Earth. Yeah, how's Arno reacting right now, or what's Arno doing in this moment as you're kind of coming in to to land on Consus? Yeah, I mean, Arno has um, is standing around near some people. Has a warm mug of water. It's a ceramic mug, <laughs> and uh, he finds that people ask less questions or offer him fewer drinks in his hand if he has one on him. And uh, you know, resting bored face over here, but kind of just keeping a mental checklist uh, going on the back of his head. All right, we're unconscious. Uh, know what that means, and just trying to think of uh, all of the um, the other people in the dossier that he uh, had reviewed that. He needs to just keep an eye out for in the uh, the, the mission specifics. He's just going through th- that on his head. Gotcha. So I think at this point, like Sasha Green kind of turns to you um, and she says, as you're already aware, a few days before the announcement, Dr. Sen's team detected another anomaly here on Consus, a rapid decay in Lustra on this planet. Director Shaw made arrangements with the administrator here. Officially, you're coming to consult on their development and agriculture operations. But the administrator has promised access to the Lustra Mines, uh, seemingly an obvious place for us to investigate the anomaly. And at this point, kind of out the window, as the, the ship continues forward, you see, like, cut into the carpet, right? Oh, I mentioned this kind of rolling forest that seems continuous. You start to see these kind of dark pits cut into the forest and the ground. And sort of in the distance you know it's hard to judge how far but it looks like several kilometers at least from where the ship is there is a like huge you know it looks like 
you know, I'm not going to say a mile across, but maybe like a quarter mile across huge pit. Um, that's that's the sort of largest one of these and seems to kind of sink endlessly into the ground. So at this point, um, so are, are you all like looking out the window? Almost everyone or Arno's not, I guess, but but uh, or what's Arno doing? Yeah, I Nasir is not looking out the window. He is just folk uh, eyes unfocused, staring out into the distance uh, like on the ship. Gotcha. But he is not looking out the window. So, so those of you looking out the window again, there were these these flying creatures. You know, they're they're bigger than birds. I, I guess I, I would say not quite pterodactyl, or, or like maybe a little bigger than a pterodactyl, actually, even and not like looking exactly the same. But they have those like leathery wings, I guess. And by pterodactyl, I guess I mean uh, using the Jurassic Park version. But they, um, you, you see them kind of flying in the contrails of the ship. Um, but then all of a sudden, you see them kind of start to veer away from the ship. And um, off to the side, you see what looks like a small fighter craft kind of pull up next to your ship. And I think you hear this like over the deck speakers also. Um, but you hear a voice that says, unidentified Republic ship, you have entered Consus space without clearance and are being intercepted. You will match speed and follow us to a landing site immediately. Respond on this frequency and acknowledge. What do you all do? Are, sorry, are we at the con or what's going on? You're here? in a room that's just aft of the of the flight deck, but you could easily walk up there if you wanted to. Yeah, I think Mara's going to peek her head out and look at uh, the individuals manning the flight system and see if they seem alarmed. Yeah, yeah. So if you walk up into the, so you're in a room that's kind of behind where the flight deck is. So if yeah. you walk up they're I think they're looking like back at you, like concerned mm-hmm. uh, and kind of like wondering what to do. Yeah. Uh Captain, can you activate the comm, please? Yeah, so she says sure and clicks the switch. Consist, this is the Phaethon. We're the uh, primary ship of the Minerva Project. Our mighty name is Nasir Baydak. Uh, we're here on a diplomatic mission from the Republic. You should have been notified of our arrival. They respond um, and say, I won't give a second warning. Match speed and follow us to a landing site immediately. You can work this out with the administrator once you land. Understood. Thank you so much. I uh, shoot the uh, commander a look. Do you normally run your missions this way? She looks back and said, we had an arrangement. I don't know what's happened. Long sip. (laughs) Yeah. yeah. (laughs) I I just turn to the pilot and I do as he says. The pilot nods and you see kind of the ship slow down and match speed with the two fighters that are alongside you. So at this point, you see like in the distance in front, and I think you can kind of see out the windshield of the ship now that there is like a settlement in the distance. And this is you knew from your briefing that this is Prosperity, um, which is kind of the the largest settlement on Consus. And the the fighters kind of continue to slow down and direct you to a sort of large complex of walled landing pads that are just outside the city. And these are kind of like surrounded by fueling equipment and crates of gear and supplies. And the fighters kind of like hover overhead and um, your ship kind of settles down um, onto the landing pad. Leela's going to turn to Nasir and, and Arno actually and say they don't seem particularly impressed to hear from us. We may need to take another approach rather than leaning on our Republic credentials. It might make sense for you two to take a step back. Uh, I'm going to nod my head 
and say, I hear where you're coming from, but identifying ourselves as part of the Republic may be the only reason they haven't shot us out of the sky. So I think at this point, the door opens and I I think you're all kind of temporarily like flashed by the light because, you know, you've been in space for weeks at this point. And as you walk down the ramp, you see a line of five guards. Four of them are holding rifles, but one of them is uh, doesn't have any weapons in his hands, but he has sort of light skin, messy, dark brown hair, um, kind of a perpetual smirk on his face and is uh, has is actually wearing a cape. So um, th- that is the, the appearance. So it looks like some kind of officer in charge of these folks. Can I ask, is it a good look? Uh, it, it, it works, I think. You know, okay. normally I'd be suspicious about the cape, but I think it works in this case. Perfect. So um, do any of you like take the lead or do you kind of let uh, Sasha Green? Yeah. Is there any indication that Sasha Green like recognizes or doesn't recognize these people? There's no indication that she recognizes these people. I want to look at them and just really quickly, I want to scan and see if it makes sense. Like, do these people read as though they're like Aventine, for example? Yeah, yeah. Okay. I think we're going to have our first dice roll of Worlds Away right now. So I'm pretty excited for that. Um, So yeah, yeah. Go ahead and roll scope it out. So that is, uh, you know, you, you roll roll your dice and add your ability to that. And in this case, the approach that you're going to add is calculating. So go ahead and roll that. Eight. Not a bad first roll. I don't hate it. No experience, though. All right. So scope it out. So when you take time or use sensitive equipment to closely study an object, situation, or person, you can roll plus calculating. And on a, a seven to nine, which is what you got, uh, you can ask one from the list. Um, so I'll kind of just because this is the first time doing this, I'll go and read through the list of questions. That's uh, what's your best escape route or way in or way past? Um, what should you be on the lookout for? What's your enemy's true position? Who or what here is not what they seem? Who's really in control here? How could I best end this quickly? Or who or what here could be a useful opportunity? And if you want to kind of like push that in a particular direction, given like what you said about um, Aventine, like feel free to kind of shape that and I can try to craft my answer to, to fit what you're looking for specifically. It's who or what here is not what they seem is the question that I was looking for. Okay. Ooh, like, that's is good. Anyone here, is anyone here trying to like pretend to be something they're not or like being dishonest? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, okay. Here's what you get from that. I think you get the sense that there is like everyone but the officer guy, right, is kind of doing what they normally do. But you get a sense of like maybe a little hesitation out of this and that something has changed recently. Right. And that they're kind of like uneasy about what's going on here. Uh, I put my hands in the air Mm -hmm. as I walk towards them. And for what it's worth, I, I take a few steps confidently standing tall uh and like with no sign that i'm weary from the the new gravity yeah uh, and look them in the eye and say we're here on a diplomatic mission we are four of the most well-known figures in the republic do not do anything that you're going to regret yeah so i i think the officer um the guy with the cape says we won't do anything we're going to regret but you're not in the Republic anymore. Do the rest of you kind of follow Nasir up or where are you standing with respect to Nasir? 
I'm standing back and just sort of watching. Yeah, Actually, yeah. I want to. I want to just chime in a little bit. Just go over to Leela. So much for standing back. I didn't think he would take my advice, but kind of felt compelled to give it. <laughs> um, one, day, one day. So I, I think at this point they kind of like the the guards kind of like gesture you to come down the ramp also, and they are patting down. Uh, they start patting you down to Sierra to see if you brought any weapons with you. So I guess my question is, did you bring any weapons with you? Nope. The only thing on my person is probably my shield. Okay. I think they're patting you down and, and maybe they see the shield, but they're fine with you having that. They don't seem to be phased by that. So I have a question. Do we believe that we were uh, going um, to the mine like immediately? Was that our first stop? Or I don't think that that was made clear. I, I'm guessing there was an assumption that you would meet with the administrator before you went to the mine. Mm-hmm. But it's like, I think that there was the expectation that you would be greeted as honored guests and not right. as invaders, you know, but that seems to be how you're being approached here. In light of this information, I think that in anticipation of checking out the situation, I think Mara has a bag of like instruments and supplies that she would need to um do analysis on like the ecology of the surrounding areas and and i think in your equipment you know i mean you have your scanner i think and that is kind of a, a broadly like put that into that category sure leela's gonna have her sticks with her yeah yeah i think one of the guards is searching you and pulls out the sticks and and he's like what the hell is this they're sticks and what for? What? Uh, do they have a name tag or, or anything where I can read their name? Oh, the guard. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I, I don't, I don't think anything on them. Actually, I don't think there is any name tag. Okay. Um, can I gather an a rank or insignia like from the insignia? I just want. I need something to call this dude when I talk to him. Yeah, yeah. I don't think there's any, like, I just don't think they have any rank insignia or anything. You know what I mean? I don't think there's anything on this person that that you could decipher from that. Okay. You know what? I'll roll with it. You'd be like officer, guard. You know what I mean? I think that that, whatever sounds the most contemptuous. (laughs) I was trying not to be contemptuous, but (laughs) (laughs) you have woven me into a corner here. Um, My bad. No. Okay. So Leela's just going going to kind of, um, look him in the eyes and say officer are you familiar with the Sato Institute I think he kind of raises his eyebrows as if he doesn't know and then one of the other guards she turns back and says it's those like mind readers back on earth uh Leela's gonna like smirk a little bit and just kind of not contradict that but is is gonna just keep going so she's gonna say the sato institute is a venerable institution we have many instruments of practice i'd recommend not questioning further he kind of like looks even more confused than he did before you said that but then again looks back at um the the kind of officer with the cape and he uh, gestures back at the garden he gives you the sticks back thank you officer arno what about you though 
Uh, I've got my warm cup, and I assume some, someone's coming up to you. Yeah. Uh, I'm just, can I tell their rank by any chance just by looking at the... No, I don't. I don't. I, I think again. There's like the the officer that has like or like the kind of leader that has this cape, right? And I think that that's like the rank insignia. And then mm-hmm. the rest of them are just wearing kind of very like basic uniforms, collared shirt. I think there's like a vest on, like a a, a kind of tactical vest, and and that's it. I wouldn't take another step closer. If you want to stay on the ship, that's fine. No, you see, uh, pursuant to Article Two, Section Five. Part, uh, paragraph five, sorry section one paragraph five of the armistice agreement every diplomatic detail is entitled to one guard that can be armed at all times for protection of the rest of the crew i am that guard you are in violation and that's an act of war now i would recommend that you consider your actions very carefully right here before you escalate this to an interplanetary crisis right now i'm just trying to enjoy my coffee but i've got plenty of room in my schedule to raise hell I did warn you not to do anything you would regret. So Arno's totally bullshitting here, right? So are you trying to in, like, in, like, are you flexing on them? Or are you trying to like manipulate them? I'm trying to figure out which move to have you do here. Cause you're definitely gonna have to roll some dice for this. The, the vibe I'm going for here, and you can tell me what role that is, is uh, I'm just so relaxed at this point. I'm inviting, it's like, I'm just at this point, like just barely paying any attention to them. I'm very relaxed. I'm just trying to like bullshit away. And I think I I think you are intimidating them, though, because the threat that you're giving, which is rooted in the lie, but like the threat that you're giving is that if they don't let you keep your weapons, that that's going to be an act of war and will like bring shit down on them from the Republic or some kind of broader consequence. Is that fair to say? Yeah, sure. Why not? Yeah. All right. So go ahead and roll intimidate. So that's when you use threats to bully someone into doing what you want. Um, you make it clear what you want them to do and what you do to them if they don't. Um, then go ahead and roll plus volatile. So give okay. me that roll. Come on. Big money. Medium uh, money. That's a seven. Medium money. So uh, that's a mixed success, a seven. Um, <laughs> so on a 10 or plus, they have to, uh, 10 or higher, they have to choose force you to follow through and suck it up, or they cave in and do what you want. On a seven to nine, though, they could choose one of the above or one of the following. So that's either A, get out of your way, B, hunker down and take cover, C, give you something they think you want, D, tell you something that they think you want to hear, or E, attempt to de-escalate and look for an exit. So I think what happens, let's see, what weapons does Arno have? Let me ask you that. Oh, he's fucking strapped right now. (laughs) Okay, like a bunch of weapons? Okay. I think... If it's clear that you have like more weapons than just a pistol, Mm-mm. I think that they say you can keep your pistol, but everything else, all of this, and kind of like just waving at you, you're gonna have to leave that behind. I give them a very long stare, and I'm just gonna say there will be a report about this. <laughs> um, I think this is, I think this is wasted enough of my time. Yeah, and I will leave the weapon, the other weapons, except for the pistol. Yeah. Um at like at this, I think uh Mar's been very concerned the whole time. And I think she's gonna uh, turn to this uh caped individual yeah, yeah. and see say I I think it's apparent that we are of no threat to you. We are willfully disengaging and this seems to be a misunderstanding. Could you please detail why you have accosted us in this way 
look, I'm not here to give explanations and I'm not here to waste your time or mine. I'm here to bring you to the administrator and that's what I'm going to do. She'll talk to you and work this all out. I think Amara's just going to look around and like make eye contact and see how the other individuals of her party like appear. If they're like, let's go or I mean, I think Leela made it through. She's ready to comply and, and keep yeah. going. Meet this administrator. Mara, I'm not really interested in squabbling with middle management. Let's just go ahead and talk to the head honcho and get done with this. Uh, they'll take us when they're ready. Well, sh- I think she's going to look over. Um, in that case, I suppose take us to your leader. He he gives you like the biggest eye roll. I Nasir's m- my head snaps back to look at her, and one eyebrow raises significantly higher than it's ever raised before on my face. And I'm trying to assess whether or not she understands that she just said that. What she just said. Yeah. Uh, we was we was just gonna walk up to. Tamara and uh, kind of lightly like punch her on the shoulder and be like, nice one. Yeah. <laughs> um, S- Sasha Green walks up past you, Arno, and says, the armistice. And what difference does it make? The worst they could have said was no. So I think at that point, we kind of cut away from this scene and this this guy with the cape who you you learn his name is kieran cunningham but kieran is leading you sort of through these narrow streets of this city prosperity which is kind of again the largest settlement on consus and at this point i'm going to pull up a map actually so i'll show you what this looks like there we go is that like centered can you all kind of see that that okay is that working Mm. uh Mm. excellent so yeah you all are kind of led through this gate at the at the south of the city and are, are kind of making your way through these streets again tons of narrow roads with these smooth concrete arches every couple blocks and as you're walking you kind of are taking in signs of what looks like a police state on the streets okay there's a lot of guards here which is not i think what you would have expected from your briefing on uh on consus and on on prosperity and kind of every couple of of uh blocks you see like notices pasted up on the wall can i yeah can can we go up and or try to see what the notices say without arousing suspicion for holding things up yeah so i think i think as they're moving maybe you can like duck out behind a little bit to like look at the at the notice on the wall and what it says is due to the labor dispute at prosperity mine the administration of consus is implementing a curfew effective immediately until further notice. All residents are to remain inside their homes from dusk until dawn. Penalties may be imposed for violations of this curfew up to and including revocation of residency permits. All right. Well, I want to, can we, (laughs) maybe this is the wrong time to ask this, but like, do we have like a group chat? Like, is there a way for us to communicate? Uh, I, (laughs) Like via text, you mean? I think you all have your comms, so I think yeah. if you wanted to, yeah, you definitely have oh, a group chat. Let me let me ask John. Um, uh, are we breathing air? Are we? Oh, do yeah, we need yeah, helmets yeah. for this? No, no, no. You're. This is a planet that supports human life. There's a uh, oxygen, nitrogen atmosphere. You're good to go. Cool. Okay, so maybe uh, maybe I'll suggest that we don't have a group chat yet because we've all been on the ship and haven't 
really needed to talk. That makes sense. Us forming the group chat feels like a thing that would happen here, to be honest. (laughs) Yeah. So I think Lila's going to pull out her comm and like make a group chat with the 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 three other folks and then um snap a picture or she she's like snapped a picture of the notice and is just going to like send it in the group chat and like with the only comment being like hmm (laughs) that's the comment yeah just (laughs) hmm hmm does anyone respond or react to this? Or yeah, I think Mara will um, respond. Legitimate grievance or uh, cover story? Uh, thumbs up emoji to the picture. <laughs> <laughs> um. So I think after like a few minutes of being led through the street, you kind of reach this large plaza. Um, and at the back of it is a it's probably like a four or five story building. The front of this building is kind of a series of triangular folds, like kind of jutting out into the plaza. Um, like one side of them is covered in these marble panels and then the other side is glass. So this is kind of like the window letting natural light into this building. But uh, Kieran, the sort of caped officer, uh, takes you to the front of this building and, and leads you inside. And uh, once you're there inside the lobby are kind of taken up a central staircase to the second floor um, and then down a, a sort of series of hallways. But eventually you reach a, a kind of like outer office or waiting room. Um, and there are there's a bunch of like desks in here and it's like where you'd expect administrative staff to be sitting. But there are just a bunch of guards sitting at the desks and Kieran kind of walks past them and waves and then knocks at um, the door at the end of this sort of outer office. Um, and from inside, you hear, come, and then Kieran opens the door and kind of gestures for the, the four of you and, and also Sasha Green's, the five of you, to, to walk into the office. Uh, as we're walking in, I just want to look at Kieran. You did a great job uh, de-escalating uh, uh, what could have been a really messy crisis there. That's, that showed really great leadership, and I'm going to keep on walking before he can respond. Yeah, yeah. He, I think he like you see him like start to talk, but then you just are already in the office and he can't say anything. <laughs> So inside the office, you see sitting at a large desk, there is a middle-aged woman with pale skin, brown eyes, and kind of like short, bleached blonde hair that's like brushed over to one side. But she is kind of like leaning back in her chair and has her legs like kicked up on the desk, which is otherwise covered with a bunch of papers and trinkets. And she just kind of is taking you on as you walk in. Is there are there like chairs for us to sit in or I think there are two chairs. OK, um, I think Leela's going to walk in, like give a nod of respect to the the person, the administrator. I don't think we know her name yet. And mm-hmm. then just kind of stand in the back and if possible, lean against something. Uh, like I, I, well, I think that w- if you kind of lean against something, she like kicks her feet off the desk and kind of sits up in the chair a little bit, and she says, uh, "Cadia Leclerc, a pleasure meeting you." Uh, the pleasure is ours, Miss Leclerc. She says, "Uh, so I have to ask, as the um sort of official head of tourism here, what brings you to Consus today?" Oh my goodness, this is so terribly awkward. We were looking for somebody that handled diplomacy, but they brought us here to you. My goodness, you just can't hire good help around here anymore, can you? 
Um, I think she she genuinely laughs out loud, but waits for a response from the group. Miss Leclerc, this is a dip- we're a diplomatic mission from the Republic. <laughs> she she nods is like shaking. She's like, no, no, I I like him, and points it at you, Arno. Oh, shucks. Diplomatic mission. Hmm. Well, even as a diplomatic mission, I'm guessing it was my predecessor who said that you could bring your little adventure here. I, uh, I'll shoot Sasha a quick glance. Yeah. So I think Sasha says, we were invited here by Administrator Syed. And Katia Leclerc says, Ms. Syed was called back to Ascension on personal business. I'm the one who hands out the invitations now. Now, I have nothing against you or the Republic. Uh, in fact, I think you'll find that I'm a very sensible businesswoman, just focused on what's best for Consus and everyone who lives here. That said, the only record my predecessor seemed to have of, of this little trip is agriculture and infrastructure consulting. I'm personally not entirely sure what that's supposed to mean but i'm going to extend an opportunity for you to explain what you're really doing here now okay at this point um i think leela's going to like spring forward off of the whatever she was leaning on um the shelf or whatever okay. and um make her way closer i'm assuming that everyone's still standing because no one said they were so she's just gonna grab one of the chairs sit down and kind of get up close to uh to the administrator okay and uh she's just gonna say administrator leclerc my name is leela malik it's lovely to meet you i understand that we are in a bit of an awkward situation but i believe we can offer something that you may very well need Hmm. and what exactly did you have in mind so at this point leela kind of feels like you know she's she's got her on a hook and and she's gonna Mm -hmm. lean back a little bit and she's gonna say administrator leclerc have you heard of the sato institute sure i am a portrayed practitioner from the institute my specialty this conciliation. I help negotiate and mediate difficult situations. My understanding is you've got a bit of a dispute in your city at this moment, and I imagine there's something I can do to help calm things down. You're very observant. You've only been here for a few minutes. No, there's plenty of posters around your city. <laughs> <laughs> She says, dispute, hmm. There is a dispute, but I'm not sure that that's the problem. We can kind of handle that piece ourselves. I'm, at this point, actually, I'm actually just going to pull out, like, a credit bar, right? Like, a, like, some, like something that clearly indicates that I have money and just sort of flick it between my fingers casually. Yeah. I think it's all like digital, you know what I mean? But I just thought about that. Like a a card with like a, 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 literally like a card, like a credit card, right? And I am just going to say, we're here on a diplomatic mission to look into resource usage in the Verge to help colonies 
who are trying to grow. It's something that we have experience in here in The Verge. It's something that my colleague, and I'm going to point to Mara, is genuinely the galaxy's leading expert on. It's part of a team, but... We can help with things going on with your resources, and we can help... And at this point, I'll just sort of put the credit chip on the arm of my chair and stop moving it. Ensure more resources come towards prosperity. And I'm trying to convince her to let us in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, you're definitely manipulating. And I think that the thing that you're offering is the money, right? Yes. So, yeah. How does everyone react to Nasir like so flagrantly doing this, I guess? Uh, yeah, I want to help him by just saying, for tourism, of course. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay, I like that. <laughs> what about Mara and Leela? Yeah, I think Mara is, like, genuinely perplexed. I don't think she encounters a lot of just straight-up open bribery <laughs> yeah. in, in her line of work. Does, I have a question. Does Mara yeah. know that I, I have not mentioned that I'm trying to bribe this woman? Or does I, Mara realize it? Yeah. That's my question. Does Mara know? Yeah, I I think like it's a little it's it's very obvious. Like I think like in her line of work, someone has tried to bribe her. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. But I I'm like I think she's genuinely perplexed, but also you know trying to absorb as much of the situation as possible. Like, is this really the way they communicate out here in the Verge? Um, yeah, I think I think Lila's a little annoyed because she was about to try to negotiate but she's just kind of kind of lean back and see what happens yeah so nasir go ahead and first off it sounds like you're trying to bribe her and i think for that you need to use one of your pieces of gear which is uh liquid assets right so go ahead and mark that you have that on you so so you'll check off one of your gear slots um and then also check that you have that piece of gear and the way that Impulse Drive handles equipment, just for kind of everyone listening at home's benefit, is um, you don't have to like say, oh, I have like X piece of gear on me or Y piece of gear before you try to use it. Instead, um, when you want to say that you have something on you, you check off one of your three gear slots and then you can just say that you have one of your items from your inventory on your sort of on your person at that point. So just here, go ahead and do that for the the liquid assets. And then I want, yeah, and then I want you to go ahead and roll uh, manipulate. I have a question for you. Yeah, go ahead. As a celebrity, when trying to convince someone that I'm allowed in an exclusive location, I have advantage. Yeah, I think that applies here. I think you get advantage. Now, wait, I have a question here. Did my for tourism successfully help mechanically? (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Well, I think I think he already has advantage, so I'm not going to make you roll for that. It helped narratively, okay? I, okay. I it helped me a lot. I'll put it that way. Okay. Um, but otherwise, I would have I would have let you roll for that. That is a twelve. So it, advantage is you just get, roll three dice and take the top two. So you rolled uh, two, five, and five. Uh, so that's uh, those fives, and then you have a a plus two for for slick. So that's a is a twelve. So on a ten plus, they have to choose one of the following. They'll either accept your offer at face value and agree to the exchange or ask you to promise something and they'll do what you want if you agree. So I, I think you're kind of putting down this money as like part of an, an offer to help, right? To sort of get access. 
And so I think I think she reaches across the desk and and takes it. And she says, um, there is something that we could use your help with. We we are here to serve. Agriculture and infrastructure. <laughs> Maybe more infrastructure. You saw the the posters. Very unfortunate that the dispute's happening. As a coincidence, we're also having a little a, a different problem at the mine. See, it seems that my predecessor lacks respect for the orderly transfer of power. When she left, she failed to update several of the security systems of the mine, um, and the drones there have decided all of a sudden that me and everyone else on my team are trespassers. Really upsetting stuff. But I'm sure a group as talented as you can find a way to make them see reason. And she's just staring right at you, Arno, when she says this. Oh, a mine? I'm more of a, a ship kind of guy, but I'll see what we can do. Well, you deal with this and help me out. And uh, I'll make sure that your ship gets out of this uh, safety inspection that it's currently grounded for. Uh, administrator and, Leclerc? Yes. Am I correct in understanding that um, because these uh, machines are a bit, the security system is a bit hostile towards you, it might uh, be reasonable to assume that it'll be hostile towards us? It's been hostile to a lot of people recently, um, so that's probably fair to say. If I may make a request, your um, lovely guards beforehand didn't seem to be as committed to the safety of prosperity as you are and I now am, and it would be very helpful if I could go into that mine with more than just a glorified pea shooter of a 9 millimeter in my coat pocket to keep us alive down there, if you get my drift. So she looks over at Kira and says, you let him keep a gun? <laughs> Who said anything about just one? She kind of rolls her eyes and he looks a little like cowed by this. Uh, but she says, Kieran, let the let the man get his toys back at the ship. And he kind of nods. All right. Well, sounds like we have an agreement, loves. Thank you so much, Miss Leclerc. Please. Katia. I flash her a smile. Hey there, it's Lauren. Thank you so much for listening to the show. If you're enjoying Worlds Away so far and you know someone who has similar refined and sophisticated tastes, please go ahead and recommend us. If you have no friends, you can also help the show by rating and reviewing us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or any other platform you use to listen to podcasts. Additionally, give us a shout out on whatever social media platform you swear you're going to quit this year. If you want to say hi, you can also find us on most platforms at Worlds Away Pod or online at worldsawaypod.com. Thanks again for listening, and now, back to your episode. Once you leave the administrator's office, Kieran takes you back to the Phaethon, so Arno can collect his weapons, and he tells you to meet him at the West Gate of Prosperity in three hours, which is when he will take you to the mine. Uh, and after Kieran leaves and you're alone on the ship, Sasha Green turns to the four of you. 
you did a good job getting access to the mine, but the situation here seems unstable at best, both in terms of Leclerc's hold on this place and, frankly, in terms of Leclerc herself. How did we not know about all this chaos before we showed up? This all happened in the last three days. There was no way we could have known. (laughs) Frankly, it could have gone worse. We got out of there with costing us almost nothing. I'm going to stay here with the ship, make sure they don't try anything. If you need a pickup, I can tell the pilots to make a run for it, but this isn't exactly the fastest thing in the Verge, so I'd like to avoid that if we can. As for you four, if you can help with the security system, that's fine, but let's remember what we're here for. See what else you can learn about the Lustra, and when you get to the mine, find out whatever you can, and then let's get the hell out of here before they decide to take our ship. Understood. So you have a few hours to kind of um, do whatever you want here in Prosperity. So I don't know if there's anything that you all want to look into. Um, And I I sort of flagged like a few locations on the map that are sort of things that you would have noticed um, walking through the city a couple times. Um, So you've already been to the administration building, which is that sort of large structure in the middle. There's also a a large marketplace that's labeled Eastern Market, kind of in the southeast side by the landing pads. There's a sort of clinic or hospital. And then there's this hiring hall, um, which is sort of where people go to get work in the mines. But there could be plenty of other stuff for you to check out that's not on here. So pretty much anything you want to do, just, uh, yeah, let me know. Leela? Yes? You want to dig into some social unrest? Yeah, that's what I would like to do. Hiring hall or market? I think hiring hall first. Mm. Awesome. So the two of you are heading there? Yep. And what about Nasir and Mara? Um, I think Mara's inclination would be to go to the market and see how their uh, like food stocks, storage, and uh, agri- greater agriculture is faring. Okay. Uh, cool. So I think I want to, I think I'll start with, with Arno and Leela. So I think you're kind of wandering through the streets. And again, you're seeing this, this pretty heavy police presence uh as you're you're kind of walking down these narrow streets i'm guessing that um i'll I'll say that uh that kieran gave you some kind of pass or notice on your comms to show people if they're kind of asking any questions at this point does it just say tourist on it yeah 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 (laughs) yeah, definitely i think they're not super worried about about you all because like the ship is here You, you know in terms of you wandering around they're not too concerned as you kind of continue down the streets you get to a much smaller plaza than the one where the administration building was, but there is like a very large sort of police presence there. Um, a bunch of guards sort of in a, a series of rings around this plaza. They're all like wearing kind of riot gear. Most have batons, but some have rifles. And within the, the sort of inside of this circle, there is a crowd of angry or maybe even furious people who are, yelling at the guards and sort of pushing back on their shields, right? So it seems like these guards are trying to sort of contain them or, or mess with them in some way. And these people are, are not allowing that to happen. And sort of the sound of this crowd yelling is occasionally punctuated by like some flying object being launched from the building sort of into this crowd of guards outside. Um, so what do you all do taking in the scene? So it, it- so the is this the hiring hall itself is kind of being yeah. mobbed by the guards and is it's kind of like a, a siege situation? 
That's what it looks like right now. Okay. What is your impression of Administrator LeClaire, Leela? Administrator LeClaire is a power-hungry bureaucrat. That's a bit of a tautology there. I think she believes herself to be more in control than she is, but I think we'd benefit from her by our side. (laughs) Well, she does seem to have a good control of the guards. Doesn't this seem like a bit of a powder keg to you? Sure, but I, I think we need a little bit more information about why it got that way. Might be helpful for us to talk to folks here at the hiring hall, figure out what's the cause of all the unrest. I might have a guess here. Might be related to folks not being able to get into the mines without being turned into Swiss cheese by the security droids, but uh, maybe there's a little something more to it. How do you suggest we get in? And Leila just kind of gestures to the fact that it seems to be currently, like, under siege. I have always found that when you come in with a great attitude and a warm smile, most people, and you don't ask anybody for anything, most people are very welcoming, as long as you don't make their situations any harder. I'm sure we're going to fit right in, he says, all very tall of him, and Mm -hmm. very sticking out. Leila's just going to kind of look skeptically and just kind of raise her eyebrow and be like, look, let's see you pull this off. Me? No, no, no. Leela, we got to negotiate our way in. Come on, Tato Institute, let's go. Um, it's a team effort. <laughs> Leela's just kind of... So Leela's not really the kind of person who will insert herself into this type of situation. But she also isn't going to, like, be left out. So she kind of is like, well, of course I can get in. I just wasn't sure how you'd be getting in. Oh, just watch. Hey, oh, I'm going to look at the nearest guard. Hey, chat over there. Right. Hello. Hello. Hi. How are you? I think one one of them, like, turns to look at you as you're doing this and is kind of caught off guard. Oh, hey, uh, here on business from Administrator LeClaire and uh, Kieran, that, that uh, bit of a wad, isn't he? Uh, that, that uh, sorry, didn't mean that personally. Uh, trying to just navigate over here. They've told us to come about here to the hiring hall. And of course, you know, with all the kerfuffle over here, uh, they haven't really given us too many great instructions for uh, getting in or who we're supposed to meet. Could you tell me, like, have you seen anyone that's official and looking confused other than us? around here that we might be able to be pointed to to help administrator LeClaire before, you know, she really gets on my back any further. So I think this guard looks at you and he says, no, no one as confused as you must be. This is not where you want to be right now. You know, I'm just as confused as you are as to why I'm here, but, and I'm going to just like flash the little Mm vaggy thing over here. Look, uh, she, she told me to come prepared. She told me to come uh, over here and be ready for just about anything and jump out however I needed to jump out. And if you could point me to somebody else who might be more uh, help, able to help out someone that's as confused as I am. I know you're really busy. You got a lot that you need to do over here. Uh, me and my friend are just trying to get on our business and uh, get out of your way for this. 
The only other people here who are confused are the ones in there that think they're going to win a fight with us. If you want to go talk to them, be my guest. Oh, dear. Oh, dear. Okay. Uh, how bad's the fight getting right now? Um, I, I think you just see like the front line of people that has these kind of shields getting shoved back pretty hard. Um, he says it, it's not great right now. Is this better or worse than it was, you know, just a few days ago? A, a few days ago, this hadn't all kicked off yet. Oh, I figured as much. Okay. Uh, all right. All right. All right. All right. Leela's going to just uh, grab Arno and be like, get us up to the front. I'll try to get us in. Can you get us up to the front and we'll get our, ourselves the whack the way in? Uh, <laughs> I think he laughs and says, you know, be, be my guest. Um, and he kind of like pushes his way through a couple of the lines and, and you get up to the sort of front ring of these guards. Can you, can you describe the scene a little more? I understood it to mean that yeah. uh, originally that there were folks that were trying to get into the building, but it seems more like they're trying to keep people out of the building. No, no, they're trying to get into the building. So mm-hmm. sorry, the, the guards are trying to get into the building and there are folks mm-hmm. in the building trying to keep the guards out, if that makes sense. So and, it seems like the building is kind of being used as like a base to make a stand against these guards here. Gotcha. And, and are it, they outside right now? Or are they barricaded? I'm sorry. Haley. They're outside. Yeah. Can we see anyone like, like, are, can we see anyone inside the building or like communicate with them in any way? I mean, I think that you, you can see people like in the doorway. There's like a large set of double doors at the front of the building. And mm-hmm. there are like, again, people out there that are kind of like supporting the line of folks that are inside the building, pushing back on the, on these guards. Okay. So you could see them and try to get their attention in some way, you know, or again, if you could get up close, you could get past the the line of the guards and talk to them. Yeah, I think um, Leela's going to turn to Arno and be like, can we slip past these guards? I'd like to talk to those folks up there in the door. I think I can convince them to let us in. Sure. Uh, and I'm just going to see how much more uh, just being polite and sort of like acting like I'm just supposed to be there looking for somebody who's going to get me by and just like, excuse me, sorry, coming through administration business. Excuse me, excuse me, excuse me. Yeah. <laughs> so, so I think you kind of just like weave your way through and you get up past the guards, right? So you're just kind of in this like dead space between these two kind of uh, immovable forces. Mm. And it, it you like, I think you're you're kind of the side of the doorway. So if you wanted to make your way over there, which is where like the action is, you could, there may be other ways around too, but, but again, that's, you see people there at least if you want to go talk to somebody. Yeah. yeah, Let's go talk to the people. Yeah. So I think you walk over to the door and you see standing by the doorway. There's a a woman like probably in her thirties. She's kind of beige skin, dark Brown hair and hazel eyes. And and she kind of sees you two like approaching. um, And she goes, what the fuck are you doing here? Um, we're we're the diplomats <laughs> okay um no 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 hold on hold on hold on and i'm gonna pull out uh f-stock badge at this point and visitor like badge over here no mm-hmm. we're the diplomats mm-hmm. who the fuck are you i'm maya webb i work here great you should probably come inside and talk to the boss that's exactly who we're looking for she kind of gestures for you to come and like they make a space for you to, to let you into the building i think Leela's just gonna like look over to Arno and be like, nicely done. So yeah, she leads you into this building. The outside looks like nicely constructed, I guess. It's it's all kind of concrete construction, but seems like decently polished. The inside is like very basic. We're, we're, we're talking like linoleum floors, like sort of basic construction. There's probably a few even like kind of carpeted areas. 
but it, it seems like most of the action in this building has been kind of focused at the front and outside so the inside is kind of uh like relatively vacant right but there's like a large big room that you walk into again almost entirely empty and maya leads you to the left there and takes you into like a small sort of office or small room in the back uh inside there's like a simple steel desk um and maybe like i think you see several like faded concert posters on the wall so this is kind of like the main decor in this room um, but standing in the room, sort of like hands on the desk is a, and I, I think it was probably like yelling into a comms at some point when you, when you walk in, but you see a sort of short, sturdy man with pale skin, thinning hair, and he has a, like a light brown, almost red beard that's like quickly becoming overtaken by gray. And Maya, the woman who led you in says, um, Robbie, these two came in past the guards line. And this man turns to you all and says, you came in through all that. Did you leave a box of gold in here or something? Not quite. What the fuck a, are you doing here? There's a box of gold in here. No, this is a jo- oh. Hello, Robbie. My name's Leela. This is Arno. We're here for an unrelated reason, but couldn't help noticing the unrest as soon as we landed in prosperity. Is that what they're calling it? Sorry? Unrest? I suppose there's other words for it as well what would you call it look we weren't itching for a fight but this fucker Leclerc takes over and the next day she just cuts off our livelihoods no notice says we're not getting shifts until we agree to a 30 percent reduction in pay interesting 30 percent and i assume you worked with administrator syed previously i mean we didn't see eye to eye but yeah it was much better than Leclerc. Yeah, we were supposed to be meeting with Syed and certainly weren't expecting Leclerc. So let me ask you this. What's what's her background? Uh, worked her way through up through the company. Held, I think, at a mid-level position in security before this. Before she got on Consus, she's actually in the Republic fleet. I'm in a, like... Raise my eyebrows to Arno. Interesting. Well, what do you think she's going to do if you don't agree to her terms? I mean, it looks like she's rearing for a fight. She's asked us to help her get into the mines. Seems like their security system won't accept her authority. I think he looks like you're kind of giving him new information with this. Mm-hmm. But then, yeah, go ahead, Arno. Now, you know, between us working folks over here, uh, we understand what it is to stick it to to the administrators over here. And, you know, we we don't have a dog in this fight. We're trying to just keep the peace, come in here, do our little infrastructure surveys and whatnot. And it just strikes me as particularly odd that you're telling me right now that she's asking you to take a pay cut around the same time as she can't even guarantee the work. Now, I know you won't go around spreading that because this this whole thing's about to blow. But but if we were looking for some more information, some more help, another friendly face such as yourself, and not one of these stiffs over at the administration building, perhaps you could tell us who we might come to for real help around here. I think that when you say that, at first he's like you see like a kind of calculating look on his face. This guy has a plus three in calculating. Yeah, 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 for sure. But then I think you see him look concerned. And he says, look, if you're 
need any help, you can always, you know, and if you are such a friend, friends take care of each other, and this is good information to have. But if what you said about the mine, three days ago, one of my best, a lad named Austin Reed uh, went off to the mine, said he saw something strange he wanted to check out. And that was just before all this crap. So before Saeed left, who would know a thing or two about security in the mines? Francis McLean would know, but they left with Saeed three days ago. Is there anyone on the planet we could talk to? Not who knows the system like they did. Anyone that knows it about half as good as they did? <laughs> he kind of scoffs and says, Maya here tinkered with it a little bit at the mine. She can maybe talk to you. And one last thing. Uh, why did they leave so suddenly? That I never got an answer for. Seemed like there was some kind of dispute. Oh, great. Never easy. That's why they call us. So I want to cut at this point maybe over to Nasir and Mara. So you two are kind of walking down the street to the market. Are you, are you having kind of any conversation when you're on the way there? Yeah. Uh, I think Mara's a little hesitant to ask this, but she needs to know, is... Everything in the Verge run on extortion? The first rule of the Verge is to never refuse anything that you can use. I simply offered her something I knew she wanted. Not everything is run on extortion, but every once in a while you come across someone who doesn't want anything than to move themselves forward. It was very clear to me that she was the type. For what it's worth... It's just as likely to run into someone like her on Earth as it is in The Verge. No, you misunderstand me. It is not my assumption that everyone in The Verge is an extortionist. I am simply trying to ascertain how to strategize. For what it's worth, I'm surprised you noticed my offer. I wasn't exactly direct. Well, I've interacted with other individuals who were more direct. Um, can I pay you to report this sack, this shipment, as less blighted than it obviously appears to be, Madame Belova? Yeah, that did not go far. I I simply need to know the best course of action. And so, like, as we're walking through, so we're seeing, like, police state, um, like, what do, are we seeing, what do the people look like? Yeah, I think you're not seeing, like, a ton of people out on the street, right? It looks like there would be, like, more activity, typically. I mean, I, I think it's, like, they seem like, the people that you do see seem concerned. Mm-hmm. But um, almost just like there's always some bullshit going on here, you know, and I mm-hmm. think that that's the vibe that you get. But as you're walking, I think you kind of are taking in, like trying to look around to see people. Yeah. But you see, like, there's one thing that kind of catches your eye, and that is like sort of very near the entrance to the market. You see, like, on the top of a like a, a short, like, one story building. Maybe like, yeah, it's like it might be like kind of offset. So it's a little taller than just one story. But you see there's like a flat roof on on top of this building. 
and you see uh someone just sitting on the roof in a folding lawn chair um i think they even have like an umbrella there and uh there's a, like a woman sitting in this chair. She's kind of like light, slightly wrinkly skin. Um, sort of is wearing like a light blue bucket hat and has a little bit of black hair sticking out from underneath that. But you can't really like make out her face because she is holding up a pair of binoculars and is just kind of staring off into the distance. And this just strikes you as very out of place, I think, compared to like what else is going on here. Interesting levels of security around town. I can honestly say that this isn't, I don't know. (laughs) I haven't been here since the war. I can't tell you what things are like in The Verge. And frankly, I'd never been to Contes. It's not abnormal for there to be power struggles on new colonies. But I mean, it's been years, Mara. I don't know. Oh, uh, my apologies. I was uh, referencing the babushka on the over over there you see yes and i'll turn to where she's looking yeah yeah. so and again you see this woman up on the roof just sitting in this one of those kind of folding lawn chairs just like looking out into the distance now i would like to know what she's seeing i'm gonna walk in her direction and like take like two steps and then turn to see if mara's following oh absolutely yeah so yeah. you, you walk up to the, like, on this building, and you notice that there there's, like, a ladder that's going up to the roof, kind of on the side of this building, like, in a very narrow alleyway. Um, I'm going to climb up the ladder, I guess. Yeah. Wait, wait, I think I think Mara's going to be like, that that seems a little rude. And she's going to, like, kind of knock very loudly and try to rattle the, uh, the ladder first. Oh, okay. Yeah. So I, th- I think you knock and rattle the ladder, um, and this woman's like, huh? Like, and it kind of turns <laughs> back and, like, looks toward the ladder. Hello, ma'am. Oh, uh, he- hello. Uh, can I help you? We were, we were just wondering what you were looking at. Uh, just doing some, some watching. Uh, I come up here often. Any point of concern? Uh, a, a lot of concern recently. A lot of concern, actually. Do go on. See, the the pen have been acting very strange, most irregular. Um, and she kind of puts the binoculars back up and is looking. Very strange, as in their usual activities are X and they are now doing Y. What would this Y be? Yeah, yeah. You, uh, spot on. Very strange. Normally, they only fly up from the woods when there's... Uh, uh, ships or things flying in and out they uh sometimes get caught up in it. it's not good at all they said they were going to do something they didn't do something to to stop that but uh in the last few weeks they've been very spooked very weird normally only act this way when ships are coming in but i've seen them flying uh two and away from the mine three times now very strange you said the last few weeks yep last few weeks do they live in the mine uh, no, in the woods. I see. On the trees. That's, you know, they, they fly. That, uh, yes. Have you seen anything else around the same amount of time? Just anything else going on in the city? N- nothing done in the city. I've been looking out at the at the penna. Well, thank you so much, ma'am. Very informative. Please return to your studies. Absolutely. Thanks for visiting. 
She kind of looks at you like a little too long. Oh wait, I'm sorry. Do we? Do we? Do did we catch your name? No, no. My name is Yoko. Nice to meet you. Likewise. Um, she kind of waves the binoculars up at you. Mara. Uh, Nasia, and I will turn and walk away. Yeah. Once we're a little bit away, I want to stop Mara and say, I mean, someone carting off Lustra is a perfectly reasonable explanation for Lustra disappearing. Hmm. Dr. Sun didn't have any information on how the Lustra disappearance was affecting the broader ecology of the affected areas. However, it does seem like it is having some sort of effect on at least this fauna. And so, like, yeah, I think I think she's definitely very intrigued on, like, what the market's going to look like and what kind of food stocks they have. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, I think I think you keep heading there then. And I'll, I'm going to come back to Arno and Leela now. So, you know, you kind of are wrapping up probably at the hiring hall. You know, I know that, that Arno, that you had maybe questions about the security system. Did you want to ask uh, uh, Maya about that? Uh, Miss Maya, was it? Maya Webb. And she kind of holds out a hand. I'll take it. Pleasure. Yep. Uh, Arno Hines. Um, and uh, I understand that the uh, there's a bit of a security system uh, to, to reckon with over at the mines. And uh, we're about to head over there. Uh, and it would be really helpful if you could give me a little bit of insight as to what we're in for. She says... You know, there's um, a fair number of patrolling security systems at the mine. There's usually a series of three to five flying drones that look out for sort of anyone that's where they shouldn't be. And um, a few drones on the ground as well, usually two to four. Um, Sort of this is just above the ground at any given time. All of it's controlled by the central security office, which is down in the mine proper. And in the mine, any security, so to speak? More of the ground ones, you know, again, usually just a handful per level. The flying ones sometimes go into the pit, but typically they just fly around the fence, make sure no one's climbing in there. And uh, if I was trying to get in there and it, the security system's trying to stop me, how would I get in? You really got to get in there. I mean, you have a bit of a death wish, but your best shot is uh, stay low and move quick and try to time it right. Or, you know, you could always blast them back. Well, let's hope it doesn't come to that. Thank you, Maya. So, okay, I want to cut back now again to Nasir and Mara. So you're, you're kind of make your way into the market, and this is a much more bustling area, right? I think it's like, Nasir, for The Verge, like, this doesn't sort of catch you as that odd. But Mara, like, this is not, like, kind of anywhere you've seen on 23rd century Earth, right? I describe this as a like a, a sort of like ring of maybe like strip mall storefronts, but then there's this huge plaza that's been kind of overtaken by like tents and stands. So it's very like farmers market esque, but a bunch of kind of booths and shops in this kind of outdoor marketplace. And you're kind of walking around, and I think food is like probably the number one thing. Like there's like fresh food and cooked food, but you know there, there's a lot of other goods like clothing, supplies, kind of anything you'd want here. Mm-hmm. What in particular are you all looking for here? Yeah. Or just kind of get a feel for things? Uh, Get a feel for things. Um, Yeah, get a vibe generally like, do people have cash? Are they purchasing things? 
Um, and I think definitely the thing Mara wants to see is the like quality of the produce. Like just like how what do you mean by that? Like how good is it? Or like Yeah. So like size, shape, generally free of like visible uh pests or like traces of pests. Cause I assume yeah. this um prosperity is either fed via or by some sort of trade chain uh genesynth technology. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean all of this, anything that's growing here would be genesynth, right. you know. So she is one hundred percent in like CTO mode, like is yeah, our yeah, product yeah. getting to the people of quality that yeah, <laughs> she yeah. would find acceptable. And I, I wanna get into like a little more like how are you assessing that exactly? Yeah. Like are you like going up and like taking oh, things or kind of yes, like what are you she's doing? She's absolutely like mission mode and she's like picking up product and like eyeballing it again for like the visible sides of like signs of spoilage are they growing yeah. to appropriate size yeah stuff is like she that. is she like using any of her equipment or sensors to like take readings or anything because <laughs> i feel like that i think would right be... now she's just like eyeballing it like a like a seasoned chef would yeah, like yeah. look at over their their produce to make sure they weren't getting like ripped off like she is yeah she's kind of like a frame shift has occurred yeah so I I think here's like your takeaway, I'll, I'll say, right? Everything like looks like the crops are doing what they're supposed to do. Like, I don't think the quality of what's being sold at the market is especially high. Sure. And it's like, it's the kind of stuff that you would have expected on earth to like not make it through quality control. Right. Mm. But it's like, you know, some of the stuff is good and some's not so good. Right. There's kind of a mix and it maybe depends on which, uh, like sort of vendor you're going to right but, you know it looks like there's nothing that you detect that's like a problem with how the genesis crops are working right now right okay perfect um i think i walk over to like a food cart mm. and my like i just sort of like slowly walk over to it and i think they're selling some sort of like thing on a stick yeah sure yeah uh and like something grilled on a stick and my face, which has been really just, you know, stone and hard um, sort of since before we even entered Atmo for just like a second, it softens. Um, and I just go, uh, two, please. Hmm. Uh, um, yeah, no, go ahead. You go ahead. I was say when, when he gives me the food, I just sort of like hold them both in one hand and I, I sort of look at them a little sadly and I <sighs> exhale and I just sort of put the face back on mm-hmm. and I walk over and I hand one to Mara and I say no better way to test the quality of a genesynth crop than to taste it oh yes taste it I suppose there is no QA QC uh, on this side of the galaxy, it is just me. Have you never had Blapple? I am not familiar with this nomenclature, and I do not believe that is a real thing. And she'll take it from you. <laughs> okay. I think, for what it's worth, what it is, is some sort of, like, teal blue fruit. Mm-hmm. Uh, that is, like, fi- like, almost fibrous, kind of like pineapple. Mm. Um, but that has been like grilled and like the outer layer when it gets hot sort of changes color 
Yeah. Uh, and so like it's got like a yellowish tint to the outside of it. So it like sort of lightens on the edges when it, as it cooks. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think when you bite into it, you are probably looking at it and expecting something sweet because it looks like a fruit. But you bite in and like the thing on earth that it tastes sort of most like is chicken. <laughs> <laughs> I was not expecting that to be it the literally end. Literally tastes like chicken. <laughs> um, yeah, I think I think like she's just first she's just gonna study it, and then like it's been a hot minute since Mara has eaten street food off of a stick, and so she's gonna just like does not compute, and so she's gonna look up slightly, ever so slightly concerned to. Um, Nasir and be like what would be the optimum way of turn it sideways uh, okay and grab a bite and I I demonstrate by like taking a bite in the center and and just pulling it off there's a pulling motion incredible oh that Nasir laughs, right? Like he, he sees Mara's face and he genuinely chuckles. Was and that like an inefficient way of consuming this? I it was absolutely to- perfect. Thank you, Mara. Well, they would not be up to the standards of a even a centralized township, frankly. Um, I'm not seeing any notable spoilage. So whatever food stocks these people are producing the situation is not affecting that i will note that this seems pretty par for the course for a settlement of any size in the verge even pre-war the things you're going to find out here are not going to be up to the standard of the republic fair so i guess like yeah is there anything else that strikes us as remarkable that we should be picking up on. Hmm. Um, and I get, I get a roll for something if you'd like. Yeah, yeah I maybe. get in on this roll and shit. Yeah, I think, <laughs> I think, yeah. Go, I mean, if you're trying to check out the market, yeah, go ahead and roll scope yeah. it out for me. I think. Absolutely. Ooh. All right, so that's uh, a six. So wow. that is a failure. It was whatever uh, Nasir offered up to uh, Mara has her very distracted. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ooh, okay. Hmm. Don't forget to mark XP. I, I am I'm on my way. Oh, you better believe it. <laughs> so when you roll a six or less, sort of regardless of, of what move you're making, there's kind of two things that happens. One is you get to um, add an experience point, so that's the good news. Did it. Um, but the Love bad mo- news is that that's a fail, um, and that means that I, as the game master, get to make what's called uh, a hard call. That means I get to kind of say exactly how shitty things get for you. So, ooh, I so I think I know what happens. I'm gonna make this like a a lighter one here, and I think here's where we can kind of introduce some like facts about the verge to people, right? So. We've discussed the genesynth crops and the fact that like earth food, which is generally safe, right? That the genesynth technology allows that to be grown on the verge. But there might have been some 
like local produce mixed into this thing or that that is kind of what maybe gave it this interesting taste Mm -hmm. and i think mara is having a bad time with this okay um he's really honestly i was like lauren don't say she gets food poisoning because then john will definitely give you food poisoning he's gonna give me food poisoning either way i got there on my own bless so i (laughs) so yeah so i i think you're gonna go ahead and take to harm okay and i think that will kind of go ahead and apply to the next scene and you can either take that as as harm or you have the option of exchanging that for stress so i kind of leave that to you about how you want to uh distribute those um i'll take one harm one stress okay yeah that makes sense the first level of harm which is the only one you've taken is is just a scratch which just says you're banged up but nothing serious it can sort of be healed um when a scene ends i'm going to say that would be like sort of an in whatever the next scene that we play is where that comes into into effect here because i think that your food poisoning is going to be like persistent a little bit right Mm mm-hmm and then the stress, you know, that doesn't have any immediate effect, but it's a lot harder to heal. Uh, if you take the five stress, then you end up having to um, take a calamity, which is kind of like a permanent harm for your character. So, um, oh boy. yeah, so I, th- I think we kind of end with like Mara maybe like trying to run and find a bathroom or something. It's just not feeling good. <laughs> she's she's but, going to power walk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Gracefully towards a facility and <laughs> lock the door. Mara, where are you going? Yeah. Need goodbye. <laughs> awesome. So that, I think it, that blue yeah. pineapple nose chicken flavor is actually sugar free. Yeah, 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 for sure. <laughs> awesome. Okay, so I, I think at this point we kind of cut forward to see the four of you kind of standing outside this like western gate of the city, right? So you're kind of like in this slightly paved, I guess, parking lot is like the best way to describe it. But it's kind of like where the road of the city like turns into an unpaved road that kind of leads into the forest. And you're all kind of standing there waiting for Kieran to come pick you up. But Mar, were you about to say something? Sorry, I didn't want to. No, no. I think she's decidedly not saying yeah, yeah, anything. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm going to talk to Arno and Leela and just let them know um, we got some interesting intel from a, a local woman that it seems that there may have been ships coming in and out of the mines for the last three or four weeks, uh, around the same amount of time since the Lustra incident. So we, uh, we took a trip down to the hiring hall and um, strategically decided to let uh, the leadership of the protests know there that uh, nobody has access to the mines and uh, we found out that uh, the workers there are, or the workers that were there at the mines uh, are being forced, are having a 30% pay cut forced on them in exchange for working mines that nobody has access to and nobody on Consus uh, knows how to deactivate the security systems for and that we're on our own and should get our timing down to dodge these drones as best as possible for the best possible chance of getting in there. Fucking void. What? A 30% pay cut. (laughs) And there appear to be people, at least one person, who disappeared. He may still be in the mines. Uh, This year, tell me, are you more of a a first person to test your luck kind of guy, or do you want two or three more people to go ahead of you before you try to dive and dodge? 
I will not be diving nor dodging. If we need to get through, I'm happy to go. Okay, so Mara's first in the order, as we can tell. And uh, Nasir, you... I don't, uh, I, uh, are we speaking the same language? No. I think as you say that too, then you get we get a loud stomach rumble from Mara. <laughs> <laughs> kind of punctuating. I, I, I am being serious. If we need someone, if, if there isn't another way and we need someone to go through, I'll, I'll do it. Oh, calm yourself. Nobody's actually asking for a noble sacrifice here. So I think when you say that, Arno, you see kind of coming around a corner on one of these unpaved roads, sort of the dust getting kicked up from the wheels of a, you know, like a decently large kind of transport vehicle. And the vehicle kind of approaches the gate and slows to a a sort of gradual stop in front of you, at which point the window rolls down and you see Kieran in the driver's seat and he's kind of looking out at you at a pair of uh, like very mirrored sunglasses. And he says, well, you all came out here to see The Verge, right? Time to find out what it's all about. <laughs>